Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. For more information about us, visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. Amen. I'm excited. We're going to, I want to start something new today. I want to start a new series today. And then let me just set the groundwork for it in, in a moment. You know how you hear, you're always hearing of so many people that um, perhaps they were adopted, perhaps they were, you know, separated from their parents um, at birth or, or they, they, they grew up with a different family. They grew up with a friend's family or they grew up with, with, a, with an aunt or an uncle, you know. And, and as, as they go on through life, you always hear of these people that they kind of want to find, find, you know, where they came from, right? They, they have this desire to find out, man, who were my parents? I want to know why. I want to know, you know, what happened. I want to know about them. I want to know who my daddy is. I want to know who my mama is. If, and, and, and even if they're not alive, I want to talk to somebody that knew them, you know. I want to kind of get, get some understanding about them. You understand what I'm saying? And a lot of times, you know, what we're trying to do is just, we're, we're trying to maybe help to understand some things because maybe we believe that we can draw meaning or purpose from knowing kind of where we came from, right? Knowing the, the characteristics or the mannerisms, the essence, knowing the nature, the image of who we came from, right? And so last week we were, we were speaking on identity theft. I can't wait to go on this boat. have dinner I'm hungry last week we were speaking on identity theft and you know we talked about uh, how how we people have their identity stolen in the natural and then you know we dipped into the spiritual and and who we are and how we should protect and guard and and live up to our true identity in God right and I started you know thinking about I wanted to start a sermon series today that would help us take that a step further I want uh, us to kind of by, 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 I figure by getting to know the characteristics, the nature and the image of who we came from, because here, here, here's, what, here's the, the deal. What's the use of protecting our identity if we don't even know who we are? Amen? Right? It, it's like some of us that are broke as a joke, right? And, and we got credit that the guy in the corner wouldn't lend us a piece of gum, you know, without, unless we, Gave him the five cents, I mean the quarter or whatever. He just, we got, we got bad, bad credit. We got no money, but we're shredding all our mail. Like somebody want to steal our identity. You know, like they could go real far with that, right? And, and why do we do that? We do that because, well, maybe we don't know our identity. Like do you realize your credit score is in the negative? You know, you would get somebody, you would hurt somebody if they stole your identity, some of us, right? So, so I, I want to kind of start a series today that would help us to know better our true identity. Here's the quote. You guys know I like quotes. The value of identity, of course, is that so often with it comes purpose. Yeah, we got to say it again because somebody is still. He gave me the dumb look. The value of identity, of course, is that so often with it comes purpose. Amen? See, when we understand who we are, it's a big difference. We understand who we are, that comes with purpose. 
If I know who I am, then I know what I'm supposed to do. If I know who I am, I know where I should be. If I know who I am, I know where it is and what it is I should be doing. Amen? You following? So to understand our, our identity better, we should know a little bit about who we came from. And that's what got me thinking about this adoption thing. Because you see, you, we need to understand, church, that as no matter how long we've been in church, no matter how long we've called ourselves Christians, we're all separated from our daddy at birth. You following? We're all separated from our true daddy. No matter how long it took for us to connect with them, to come and call ourselves believers, the truth is we're all adopted. And if you have your words, if you, if you open up to Ephesians chapter 1, this is driving me crazy. This aisle is going <laughs> very strange. Ephesians chapter 1, when you get there, say, talk to me. Hey man, some of you lie, you don't even got your Bibles, but you just wanted to talk. <laughs> Ephesians 1 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Here it is. Having predestined us to adoption, as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. All the rest of that might have been mumbo-jumbo to you, but the bottom line is it says, God arranged for us to be adopted. So we're all adopted. So as adopted children, we struggle with our identity, don't we? You, you follow with me? As, 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 as adopted children, we struggle with our identity. Uh, you know, we, we, we want to, until we know a little bit about who we came from. The bottom line is, we need to know about our daddy. You feeling me? Thanks, Candace. Listen to this now, because it gets a little strange in the word. It says, even though the word of God says we're adopted, it also says in Genesis... That's the first book in the Bible. Go right to the beginning if you, if, if you have your word. In Genesis 1 and 26 it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, da 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 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. So even though we're adopted sons and daughters and we've been adopted into the body of Christ, the truth is here that we've been created in His image. Now, if we take our CSI knowledge, right? How many of you learned a lot of stuff watching CSI? We're like DNA experts. We know how to kill people and hide all the evidence, right? That's a horrible show. Why, why do they do that to us? We know Clorox white washes out blood, right? No trace. Look, now I'm teaching people too. That's not good. And thank you. And thank you. So nobody tried to get smart and kill nobody and hide them with blood, with Clorox. Because it's still traceable. And your sins will still find you out. Okay, but here's where I'm going. 
with our CSI knowledge, right, about DNA and about, you know, if the Word says that we're created in His image, it means that we've been stamped with the image of God, haven't we? So if we're stamped with the image of God, then our DNA will tell us that God is not only our adopted daddy, but He's our real daddy. This isn't some Jerry Springer type stuff. We're not on the Maury Povich show and, you know, asking, I know he my daddy. I know God. I only slept with three of them. And so if it wasn't the other two, I know, Maury, I know 150% that he's the daddy. Why do they do that? Then he comes back with the results. He is not the daddy. Oh, God. Everybody's flipping out. But the Word of God tells us then that, you know, it, it can be explained like this. God the Father, we were separated at birth from Him. Follow along. This might, not, this might mess with some of your theology, but, but God the Father, we were separated at birth from Him, not because He abandoned us, not because he wasn't ready to deal with having kids or the responsibility. Not because he was too young, he was too busy, he was too selfish or too drug addicted. But because of the fall of man, because of our sin, we were separated from daddy at birth. Right? Now, our true daddy loved us so much. Check this out. That even though we, were se he, we separated ourselves from him by rejecting him and by not loving him enough to follow his plan... He loved us so much that even before we were born, before we were separated from Him, before we were apart from Him, He made arrangements. Isn't that good? Me and Diana are excited. He made arrangements. Even, even before, now let's look at the verse again in Ephesians, reading it in the Amplified. It says, even as in His love He chose us, actually picked us out for himself as his own <clears throat> before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and set apart and blameless in his sight even above reproach before him in love verse 5 for he planned in love for us to be adopted the amplified says to be revealed as his sons as his own children through Jesus Christ in accordance with the purpose of his will so, we were created in His image. He created us, making Him ultimately Daddy. But because He knew that we would rebel against Him and want His own way, even before I made any attempts to get my life right, even before I made any attempts to come back to Him, He was already filing the adoption papers. Can you appreciate the beauty in that? Can, can, can you, does that excite anybody today besides me and Diana? Does that, does that overwhelm anyone today? Does that, you know, can God be that good? Can He be that merciful? Is there that much grace available for you and for me that before He knew we were separated, He knew at birth we'd be born separate, but before we made any attempts attempts to straighten up our life before we made any decisions on how we would live he was already signing the adoption papers they were already being filed downtown in the courts they were already being filed there so that when when we decide to come around and and come to a place and say yes god he, the, the 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 department of records says yeah you're you're it's already here you're his kid 
You, you, it's already done. Your dad, that's your daddy. When Maury comes out, he says, he is the daddy. Amen? <laughs> so I'm just trying to lay, lay the groundwork today for this series that I want to start. It's a series about the identity of God. The Selem Elohim, the image of God. And, and, and so each week what I want to do is I want to go through a name or two or three. And, and we're going we're gonna to speak to the nature of God. And it's a series I'm calling Name Dropping. Everybody knows about name dropping, right? Let me give you a perfect example. You're driving on the highway. <laughs> boop, boop. And, and you get pulled over and you're waiting there the four minutes for all that 19 minutes that it feels like for him to get out the car and come to you. And, and what's the first thing anybody in the sanctuary says? They drop their favorite detective here in the sanctuary. They drop his name. Say, no, no, no. Officer, I know, I know I was doing 80 and a 40. I know, I know, but I know, I know, Mr., you know. And we name drop, right? You understand? So, so that's what name, name dropping is. I'll just give you a little example. See, each week, we're going to get to know God better by learning his names. Isn't that awesome? We're going to learn his names. See, and I believe the more we know God, the more intimate we're going to get with him, the more we grow in our relationships with him, the more we know about his nature, his characteristics, and then the more we're going to know about who we are and who we're called to be. And see, when a situation comes, when a circumstance comes your way, when a problem comes, when a struggle comes, when the enemy comes, when something rises up against you, questioning your identity, questioning you. Because see, when the enemy comes to us and, and problems come and, and situations come, in essence, what, it's, what, what, what that thing is saying to us is, who are you and who's your daddy? Right? Think about it. You got to think about your issues this way and you'll laugh at them from here on. Who, when a thing rises up, you know, it could be a bill, it could be a situation, it could be a breakdown, it could be a, a relationship. Something rises up against you. It's asking you, who are you? And where'd you come from? Who's your daddy? Amen? And so, see, we have to know, we have to start doing some name. That's the time when we start doing some name dropping. We got to know in our hearts, we need to know enough to say in our hearts, listen to this. We got to know when a problem comes, when a situation comes, when the enemy comes bold-faced to you straight up and giving you issues and asks you, who's your daddy? You got to be able to have it in your heart to say, my father is a sun and a shield. He's a sure foundation. He's a very present help in times of trouble. He's a wall of fire round about me. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's a sanctuary. He's an advocate for me. He's an everlasting father, an everlasting God, an everlasting king. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's faithful and true. He's the God full of compassion. He's the God in whose hand thy breath is. Can you handle some more 
He's, he's the God ready to pardon. He's the God that answereth by fire. He's the God that cannot lie. He's the God that comforteth those that are cast down. He's the God that does wonders. He's the God that formed you. He's the God that called you. He that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. He that is able to keep you from falling. He's my defense. He's my refuge in the day of trouble. He's my deliverer. He's my exceeding joy. Can you feel that with me right now? See, when you find yourself in trouble, when you find yourself lost, depressed, attacked, questioning your identity, remember with me who he is. He's my father. He's my father's God. He's my fortress. He's my friend. He's my glory, my goodness, my help, my hiding place, my hiding place and my shield. He's my high tower. He's my hope. He's my hope in the day of evil. He's my judge, my king, my lamp, my love, my portion forever. He's my praise, my redeemer, my refuge, my rock, my salvation, my savior, my shepherd, my shield, my song. He's my strength and my power. He's my strength and my song. He's my strong refuge. He is the prince of peace. He's the almighty, the amen, the beginning and end. Is anyone getting excited about who we were created? He's the Lord strong and mighty in battle. He is the Lord my banner, the Lord my strength, the Lord my maker, the Lord our righteousness. He's the Lord strong and mighty. He's the Lord that doth sanctify me. He's the Lord that healeth thee. He's the Lord that is faithful. He's the resurrection, the truth, and the life. He's the righteous judge. He's the rock that is higher than I. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the one that hears my prayers. He's the one that inhabits my praises. He's the one who calls those things that are not as though they were he's the one who commands the light to shine in the darkness he's the one who forgives my sins he's the one who washes me clean and those are just some of his attributes <laughs> those are just some of his attributes I'm going to give you one name today. Those are just attributes. Imagine when we start getting into something. I'm going to give you one name today. Jehovah Shammah. That's the Lord who is here. The Lord present. Jehovah Shammah. See, you have to get this today. And I want you to understand. We're, we're going to base this whole series on Proverbs 18.10. And that simply says this, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. See, I need some names to run into when I'm tired. So what we're going to do is every week when, when I give you a name, when we learn a name or two, we're going to write it on the wall in our lobby. As a reminder of who God is and who he wants to be in your life. Now, some of us, all of us, we need some names to run into and feel safe. Amen? Side note. Names have power. Okay? Listen, this is a side note. Nothing to do with anything. Names have power. 
power. In Genesis, when God gave Adam the ability, the gift, the power to name things, he told Adam, bring, I'm going to bring everything that I've created to you and I'm going to let you name it. Whatever you name it, that it will be. That's an authority that God gave man. That's an authority that he hasn't taken away. Whatever we name, that it will be. Names mean power. We have that authority, but yet we don't think twice about calling people all kinds of names, do we? There's authority in name calling. Do you understand that? There's authority in name calling parents, kids, wives, husbands. Listen, you can call your kids stupid all you want. Stupid, get over here. Stupid, don't do that. Stupid, go over there. You can call your kids stupid all you want, but then don't get mad when he does stupid things. Okay? Because the word of God says that, you know, my God speaks things that are not as though they were. So we, we tell a kid from, from little, stupid. I'm speaking things that are not as though they were. And there's authority in my name calling. Don't let me get into wives and husbands when you call each other. I'll just leave it silent right there so you can just... And none of you should be going like this or kicking or stepping or squeezing hands because if he's done it, you've done it too. And if she's done it, you do it too. That's just a, that's a bonus. I won't charge you for that one. The third commandment, Exodus 20, 17 says, You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Now listen, I know that we're under grace, we're, under, we're not under the law, but, but what God said is no good, it's still no good, amen? What God said not to do, he still means not to do. So, so I'm not like dropping laws on you or commands or nothing. But God still, if he, if he said it was bad in the old, it's still bad in the new. Amen? Because there's, there's power. The name, his name is powerful. Do you know that the Jewish tradition, they won't even say his name. They won't speak it. They have names to substitute. They take out all the, the vowels so that it is unutterable. His name. So when they read the name of the Lord in the, in the, in the Torah and in their prayers, they, they just silence over the name because it's unutterable. Or they substitute it. You, you'll, you'll have the name Adonai in there, which means my Lord. Which is like saying, not my cousin Eric. I don't say his name Eric. I just say my cousin. Because it's Eric's name. I, I, it's unutterable. So I just say my cousin. Can you imagine the reverence in that? They have another name that they use called Hashem. And that just means the name. So can you imagine like the reverence that, that, that it takes to not even say the name? But then of course all that reverence is for nothing unless you run into it, isn't it? <laughs> What's the point? You be reverent all you want. But God said the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it. The righteous are not silent in front of it. It's the same as, as, as you know, the, the, the hardest, craziest, wildest thugs when they pass a, a Catholic church. What's that about? Did that do something? Did that something happen good there? Is that, a, that was a reverent moment? 
They put the blunt down to the side. Right? Because what is that? Right? It, it's, I remember a horror movie. I don't know if you remember that. I used to watch all the horror movies. And I remember a horror movie where a vampire came in to attack. Right? And, and the kid grabbed the cross. And he held up the cross to the vampire. And the vampire stopped for a moment. And, you know, in every other movie, the cross, they go, ah! Right? And the vampire stopped for a moment. And then he says, you got to believe in that for that to work. This... You got to believe in that for that to work. Amen? It's not, it's not enough to just reverence his name. You got to believe in that for that to work. Amen? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they're safe. Now, there's a lot to take for granted in that little verse. So if you allow me for the next couple of moments, let me just break it down a little bit. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. I want you to think about the imagery that that implies in a time when... <laughs> See, because to us, well, what's a strong tower? You know, that's the pretty picture that Thomas Kincaid paints. You know, but, but that imagery said something different in those times. In, in a time where the only way that a city could be protected was to be surrounded with a huge wall. And they would try to build this wall as impenetrable as possible to protect the city. And now, on this wall, they would build these strong high towers. And inside these towers, they would place a watchman. Now, now in this church, when I say watchman, I just want all the men to just go, hmm. Just kind of a, as a display of, of, of manhood. You understand? Just, just kind of like, well, I got to get the man out for a minute. Hmm. So, so in these towers that had many levels and that towered above the wall, they would place a watchman. I should have told the girls to do it. Come on. Come on. Come on. In these towers, they would place a watchman. Okay. Girls, you help them out until they get it. Until they get it, you just, you help them out. But, so, so the imagery of a strong tower, this tower would stand out from the wall so that from this tower, the watchman could see the whole foundation of the wall and could see for, for you know, us whole miles ahead of the enemy coming. So the image of a strong tower meant a, a protected city. Amen? There was another image that, that comes to them about a strong tower. Sometimes the way the enemy would attack these walled cities would be with moving towers. It would be, you saw them in like 300 in those kind of movies, right? Or the men, what's up? Wow, that's weakness, come on. All right, we're just, we, we're just starting out, it's all right. So they would have these moving towers, and so these, these, these towers, strong towers on wheels, and they would push these, and so that means they would, once they get that tower right up against the, the wall, the soldiers could go right in. The enemy goes right in because they're at level with the... So understand that the imagery of a strong tower was a powerful image. Amen? They were two very powerful images. And so when they read that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, they knew it to be a very powerful and very safe place to be. But even in that, there's a catch, right? You have to be in it to be safe. You can't just know about the strong tower. 
You can't just know someone, you can't just know the location of the strong tower. You can't just know someone that goes to the strong tower. You can't come and hang out around the strong tower and be safe. You can't have a mom or dad or a grandma that goes there all the time and says your name to God in the strong tower for you to be safe. You have to be in the strong tower to be safe. That is that, I hope somebody understands that today. The rest of the verse, the righteous run into it. Well, there's two more problems there. Number one, the righteous, it says. How many of you know that disqualifies each and every one of us in here? (laughs) Oh, well, close the book, let's go home. (laughs) The strong tower is for the righteous to run into and they are safe. Righteous means morally right. It means justified. There's not one of us in this room qualified to call themselves righteous. So let me drop, do a little name dropping because when the accuser starts telling me that I can't run into the the, the tower and be safe because I'm not righteous, that, that I'm not righteous enough to be safe, that I'm not righteous enough to be in the strong tower, that I'm not righteous enough to enter, we need to drop Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord my righteousness. Because you know what? I'm not qualified and neither are you. None of us. Some of you messed up coming here today. Some of you messed up while you were sitting here today. You had some messed up thoughts. Some of we just not qualified. Right? We just not qualified. So at that point, we just need to do some name dropping. And when we get to the answer and knock on the gate to the strong tower and they say, no, 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 you're not righteous. And you say, I know I'm not. But, but look, I got a PBA card that says, I know Jehovah said, can you, the Lord, my righteousness. Thank you. And, and I'm into the strong tower. Amen. Come on. Some of you ain't half as excited as you should be. See, name dropping can save your life. Not just save you a ticket. Name dropping can save your life. What's the rest of the verse? Run into it. Well, the, the Hebrew verb for run is very complicated. It means this. To make haste by moving one's legs more rapidly than in walking. I know, I'll take you some of that to understand that because I'm trying to break down Hebrew and other languages. But it means to move your legs faster than walking. The Hebrew verb for run. So in some context, it conveys the idea of a sense of urgency, of a need to hurry. Listen, in a moment, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a challenge to you. And in a moment, I'm going to call you. Some of you need to run. I wish I could say it in Hebrew. But some of you need to run, not walk, not look around and see who responds. Not, not, well, maybe I have, no, maybe nothing. Some of us need to run because Jehovah Shammah is here. The God that is here and Jehovah Sidkenu is your righteousness. So every excuse that you have to not come to Jehovah Shammah is found in Jehovah Sidkenu. So there's no excuse. Amen. Daddy's calling some of you back. Daddy's been separated. You've been separated since birth. And daddy has already signed the adoptions papers. And he signed it in blood. Literally. 
The righteous run into it and are safe. So let's break that down. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Meaning they are set securely on high. They're high above the difficult circumstances. They're high above affliction. They're high above the persecution, etc. The circumstances may still be present. Listen to what it means to be up in a strong tower. There's problems all around you. There's enemies coming against you. They're rising. But you run up into the strong tower. And so now you're, you're up a little higher. And you get up into the strong tower. And from, hold me up, Jason. Come on. From up here, <laughs> help a brother out, man. From up here, the situations are different. Right? From up here, you get a different perspective. Down here, you had this little chihuahua coming at you, this, this little finance, and, and it overwhelmed you and, and it scared you. But from up on the strong tower, you say, it's a chihuahua, come on. You look at your issues, your problems, and you say, come on. And so even from here, you just, just go <laughs> and squash them, Amen. Because you get a different perspective. The problems will still be there. But when you run into the strong tower, you see things differently. I hope somebody can get this today. See, I didn't want to start this series without you understanding the weight of these names. How awesome it is that God allows, that God, the creator of the universe, would allow us to even call him anything. And that he would grace us enough to actually listen when we call. Do you, do you under, like who of you deserve that? Some of you don't deserve for your own daddies to, to listen because of all the stuff that you've done. But, but we have the creator of the universe that says, yes, you can call me and I'm there. And I'll listen. And you can call me the God who hears. And you can call me the God who sees. And the God who's there. And the God your righteousness. Amen? See, the more we know, the more we'll trust. Last verse, Psalm 9-9, it says, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name will trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Next week, I want to introduce you to Baal Perazim, the God of the breakthrough. Mm. But for this week, whatever you encounter, go strong after God. Protect your identity. And when you need to, do some name dropping. Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for your name. I thank you for Jehovah Shammah. I thank you that your word says that there is no other name in heaven and earth that, by which we can be saved. So God, I just call on your name right now, Lord God. I call on your name, Jehovah Shammah. And I ask you to be here. And I ask you, Lord God, on behalf of everyone that's in this place, on behalf of everyone who's seated here, who's standing around, God, I call on Jehovah Shammah that you would be 
in their lives, that you would be present with them, Lord God. Listen, if you're here today and you've been running, if you've been, if you've been, you had every excuse in the world to, to keep yourself from church, to keep yourself from God, if, if you've given yourself every excuse and justifiable, but the bottom line is you're just having some identity problems. If, if that's, if you're here today and if you're not ashamed to just stand, I said, listen, I've had some identity problems. Just stand because Jehovah Shammah is here. He's here. And if, if you're too ashamed to stand, if you're too ashamed to respond, then, then just call on Jehovah Sid Kenyu. The Lord your righteousness. And know that today, today, right now, you can be made right with God. You don't have to wait till the end of the series. You don't have to wait for another message. You don't have to wait for another experience with God. You don't have to wait for Him to come after you anymore. You don't have to wait for Him. You don't have to wait another second. But you can be made right today. Because Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous will run into it and they are safe. And guess what? Just the act of running alone makes you righteous. That's, the act of running into the name of God makes you righteous. Would some of you run today to the altars? Would some of you run into the name of God today? Would some of you just respond and say, God, I need to feel that power. I need to feel that presence. I need, I need that God. I need to feel Jehovah Shammah. I want you to know Jehovah Shammah is here today. Let's worship. Come and worship with him. Before you leave, come and worship with him. Before you leave, come and enjoy the God who inhabits his praises. Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.